Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. I know it's been a while. I know it's been a while. Let's see. The last one released with Sammy was a week ago. So it's been a week. It's been a week. But anyways, thank you for coming back for episode 17. We got a great guest on. Obviously, if you're on YouTube, you can see this man's face. Uh, but if you're not on YouTube, you can't see this man's face yet. So or I'm not saying yet, but obviously you can't because you're listening to the audio. But um. But yeah, just want to say thank you for coming out today um, and listening. It's always nice seeing the feedback, seeing the numbers of people listening. Honestly, I wasn't even ever expecting people to listen to this. Um, I wanted to create it to kind of have, you know, a place where designers tell their story, um, tell their process, tell, you know, whatever they want to talk about and everything. And it's it's awesome getting the feedback that we have been getting so far. Um, so, yeah, moving forward. Getz, how are you today, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Uh, it, it's awesome to be here. I'm excited. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come talk with you. I'm excited. No problem. No problem. I know we've been trying to to set up the episode for mm-hmm. a while now. What yeah. two dates have fallen through? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been a busy. It's been a busy, busy year to say the least. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It shit happens. Fun. Shit happens. That's that's the glory of it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, all right, let's let's move forward, huh? Introduce yourself for the people that don't know who you are. Um, you know, mo- most of the people that listen to this probably do have have recognized you or, you know, know who you are. So, there's your little there's your little clout right there, but um but yeah, introduce yourself, go as shallow or as deep as you really want to. You know, I kind of leave it as open-ended as as okay. possible. All right, what's up? So, um my name is Anthony Getz. If um, you know me personally, most people call me Getzy. Um, I'm currently a sophomore here at Temple University uh, studying sports and recreation management. And I am currently right now a graphic designer for the Baltimore Orioles, a content intern at J1S Creative, and a content intern over at Temple University Athletics. So I've been I'm entering, I'm currently in year six and uh, I absolutely love what we do, um, making content and just touching people's lives in any way possible is kind of like what I enjoy on a day-to-day basis. And it's been a ton of fun to get to where I'm at right now. Um, I'm excited to be here talking with Jared and uh, yeah, I'm excited. So that's a little bit about me and uh, let's get going. Are you from Philadelphia? Uh, So I'm originally from Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. Um, which is about maybe an hour, hour and a half from Philadelphia. Okay. And uh, if it puts it into perspective, because uh, I know it's a really small town, it's about maybe 900 people, 1,000 people that live in the town. Okay. Um, I, I live about five minutes from Pocono Raceway. So when they're racing at the racetrack for NASCAR, I can hear them um, going in my backyard. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of funny. That's kind of <laughs> it's a little fun thing. That's it's crazy. Um, I was in Philadelphia, let's see, two weekends ago, I want to say. Um, and I talked to a couple of people and asked them because I, I mean, I knew Temple was there, but I didn't really know any other universities. Funnily, like hilariously, I didn't even know Penn was in Philadelphia. Had no idea Penn was there. Um, yeah. But it's a beautiful city. Oh, absolutely. I love Philadelphia. This city is something special, man. There's something unique about it. I've loved it ever since I was a little kid. Whenever we would go 
come up for just little events and going to see a temple game mm-hmm. i i would oh i would be so pumped because whether it's the she stakes or it's center city with right next to city hall with all the bright lights for around this time they have christmas village going on and just everything about it there's always something special there's so it's so unique and culturally exciting just to see chinatown and then <laughs> You have all these other different spots that like you could you could go eat anywhere and you can have a different experience from a different country and just experience so many different people in so many unique ways and it's such an awesome place to be and it's it's really i believe one of the best places in the world right now because of how unified it, it could really be that's a uh i think that's a bold statement best places in the world philadelphia pa yeah i mean <laughs> it's one of the see, if you think about it, it has a harsh reputation because it's very, it's a very tough city, but it's an awesome city. And at the same time, because the, the, the city of brotherly love nickname really, really means something in this, in this city. It's really special. I like, think with, I, uh, I think I, I think I, sorry for interrupting you, but um, I think I dropped the ball when going to PA, going to Philadelphia because I did not get a cheesesteak. Oh, you absolutely dropped the ball. You absolutely <laughs> dropped the ball. And, you, you, uh, you can't go to Pasadena's either, man. It's, it has to be one of those mom and pop shops. It has to look like it's dirty. It's gross. It barely passes health inspection. But, man, that's some of the best food you'll ever eat. And uh, my coworkers that live in Philadelphia, they were talking to me about Wawa. Is that really as, um, like, insane as people say it is? See, see so me and my twin sister – um. We, we are on opposite spectrums. So I'm a huge Wawa fanatic. I'll, I'll go to Wawa till the day I die. My sister, on the other hand, loves the sheets and, of the world. And we don't associate with people like that. So my twin sister, just I, I just shun her from the family sometimes. So it's it's great. But I, uh, I it, Wawa is really a culture thing. It's not really anything special in, in the end all be all. But like Hoagie Fest, like it, it's just a – PA Philly thing and it's it's just one of those things like mm-hmm. you can't really describe it unless you're in Philadelphia. In the Midwest we have this gas station called Quick Trip. I don't know if you've ever been to the Midwest. Um but it's based off of what people tell me Wawa's like. That's pretty much our comparison to it. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. There's Quick Trips here and there I've seen, but like really? anything near close to Wawa. Wawa is something <laughs> Wawa is something special, man. You walk in, and it's a it's a unique cultural experience. You you just come in, and it's like it's like the gates of heaven have opened. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I love it. So, talking more about you know, this is the design podcast. So let's start talking about design. Might as well, right? Um, kind of where I wanna I wanna get a grasp on how you got into design. Um, it's different with every pretty much everyone that I've talked to. Sixteen episodes through here, I've heard a different story every single time. Obviously, that's probably what's gonna happen, but it's always nice to hear that. It's always nice to compare stories and everything from there. So, how did you initially get into design? Yeah, so I started design in around my sophomore year of high school. Um, Going to sports from where I lived was pretty hard. Um, I lived about 40, 35, 40 minutes away from my high school. So I would have to travel on the bus from 35 to 45 minutes every day, depending on how many stops there were, how the weather was. It it sucked. And getting to sporting events was even harder. So um, my mom has a um, terminal illness. Um, We have a history of heart defects in our family. Kind of putting background perspective of it. So, um, 
it was hard to be able to travel all that way, get everyone to where they needed to be. And it just wasn't feasible for us really to play sports in all true reality because of just how far everything was and with how difficult it can be. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially for my mother, we just, we didn't really play many sports. My sister played tennis. Um, My little brother was, is a volunteer firefighter. And I did, I started taking up this. Um, So I started in sophomore year of high school. I pretty much went and just started making graphics because I was bored. I I, I stopped playing sports at that point because I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of took on a life of its own. I mean, I, I got into it because when I was playing football for like the couple, like the one winter I went to workouts, I pretty much started watching following all the social media accounts. I was like, Hey, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I started just kind of dissecting the Ohio States and that, and like the Michigans of the world at that time. And at that time, I've always been a huge temple fan. I've been a temple fan since I was like seven years old. So um, at that time, that's when Jeff Collins and the temple staff was coming into uh, temple and they were really on the social media train. They were really hyping up social media. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> so um I, st- I started at like kind of just doing stuff for my high school football team and stuff like that because all my buddies were on the team and it kind of just took on a life of its own it started um with game day graphics it started from like the game weeks and posters being put up into the school and it kind of just took on a life of its own and we started running our social media accounts and by by the time i hit my senior year we were hitting about hundred thousand impressions oh shit on, on a high school account yeah, with that's, about cr- that's crazy and it was spreading around the entire uh county and area and uh we would go around and everyone would be like hey that's jt olympians like for um for when we were um coming around with our little uh nikon d3400s <laughs> uh, just with 70 to 200 just going and shooting anything and everything for the players and the fans and like anything we could tell the story with mm-hmm. and eventually um in the summer of my junior year heading into senior year i got a random dm out of nowhere from at the time the director of graphic design brian gray over here at temple athletics who is now at uh kansas and he kind of asked me hey do you want to come do you want to come uh help us out you can uh help us throughout the summer and the whole shebang Mm -hmm. And, and what do you know um i'm it kind of took on a life of its own i started from there uh worked that entire summer a little bit into the fall and at that point i knew i was going to temple i got accepted and then covid hit and that was a really rough patch for i think for everyone obviously just with like how you communicate with your friends like life just stopped and then um so we were continue i was continuing my thing and uh around that time i got the opportunity to go over to temple football so when i was heading into college i was pretty much um working with temple football as much as i could um we developed 22 fresh we developed all the recruiting content for them and uh we were doing really well and uh i was there for about i think i was there till about february 2020 and in the middle, missed a ball for Orioles as a designer. I eventually joined J1S Creative, mm-hmm. where we run 
all the stuff we do currently with uh, Georgia Tech, USC, and um, all that type of stuff. So you know, you know how crazy and everything is right now with like <laughs> agencies and how the, it's such a unique experience being able to uh, attack all of these different uh, pro- uh, programs and all of these different uh, organizations in the past couple of years. And it's, it's been an awesome experience because I've been able to learn from so many different people and just be able to um, touch as many lives as possibly can, because that's kind of like how I got into design because I was like, in my mind, I was like, how can I touch as many lives as possible? And I wasn't a freak athlete, so I wasn't going to be going D1 or anything like that. And I knew that like, and I, I was thinking more realistically, like how can I touch people's lives and how can I get better on a day-to-day basis? That's something that I know will enjoy. I will enjoy for the rest of my life. And it turned out to be this. And from there on out, I kind of just took on a life of its own. And people tell me to stop sometimes, but I, I don't know what else why I'd be doing on a day-to-day basis. And I, I love what I do because I get to touch as many lives as possible, whether it's like, whether it's someone just seeing it and stopping for a quick second, be like, hey, that's a cool thing I saw today. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, sorry, <laughs> as you the, as you hear probably the fire truck going behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's either, so it's either that or um, whether to stop you on the timeline real quick, just be like, "Oh, that's a cool graphic," or like I've seen my graphic plaster onto a birthday cake. Like I've seen it all with my um, with graphics and um, touching anyone's life as best as possible. That's the big thing and why I do what I do. So that's kind of how I got into this, and that's why I'm here today. So the the big part of your story that I that I like is that you realized what you wanted to do like in high school already like you really you really had set in stone type of career idea um you know already in high school and you were attacking it pretty well in high school based off of what you've told me so um i can kind of relate to that a little bit i mean i started designing in seventh grade but i really started not directly doing work for my high school but like doing classes through high school and then having a having a vision towards a design career when i was in high school so that whole aspect of things you see very little of, I think, um, not let, like, let alone design, but in any career and any profession starting yeah. super early, getting an idea of what you want to do, um, when you're at a younger age. Cause it is, it is a very tough question. It's a super tough question to ask yourself, especially if you're like, like, if you don't know, if you like, you, you have a few things that you enjoy, you know, you, you enjoy doing X, Y, and Z, but you don't really know where to solidify yourself. Um, to whereas, you know, that's where college I think is really helpful. And like your first couple of years in in college is really helpful because then you take all these different types of classes to experiment. But I feel like, especially in the design world, like we see 15, 16 year olds fucking killing shit right now. Like making work that is, I never thought I'd be able to make, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if if I was even at that age, (laughs) like I was, when I was 15, 16 years old, I was making fucking I was making horrible gaming, you know, esports graphics, and they're yeah. they're making edits that pro players are retweeting every single day. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And the thing, and the thing that I think people need to recognize is that talent's always going to be flowing into the industry, like, and it's going to get younger and younger because people are getting uh, Photoshop and all these different tutorials in their hands because anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. But 
at this point, like it's learning how to be able to take a graphic that you can make that's cool and translate it into actual content mm-hmm. that could be used as a marketable asset. That's the big thing I don't think people recognize. Like anyone can be good at design. It's about how you lead and how you, it can translate into actual market marketable info and talent. In that sense, to be able to communicate a story, how can you tell this? How can you be mar- how can it be marketable towards the marketing team of an organization? I think that's a lot of things pe- people don't take into account when they're starting to get into this. Because mm-hmm. yeah, anyone can make anything cool. It's about how you can translate it into the athletic standpoint, how you can translate it into the recruiting standpoint, how can you translate it into an NIL standpoint, anything like that. And being able to develop those skills early on is what I think really got me into the position I am in today. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, like when I was first starting out, it was fully just visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, like you see all these different ways that you can learn how to develop concept, develop message, like justifiably communicate why you're designing what you're designing and what you're designing it for and who you're designing it for and learning those essential, you know, almost, you know, well, not almost, but marketing tools and marketing knowledge, gaining that with that design skill set. And it's, yeah, from the start, it just makes people so much more, so much more marketable and so much more um, knowledgeable about about the career path that they want to go into. So then the the decision of going to college or not going to college is so much easier. Um, I see the trend going like since now a lot of information is online, like people are figuring out, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, hey, I want to get into design and sports design specifically. And they're like, look, I'm getting freelance clients with MBA, MOB, MLS, you know, Premier League, whoever the fuck, huge clients. And like, I don't, they're, they're, they're thinking that I don't even need to go to college, you know, to whereas, to whereas if you're, you know, cliche in high school, yes, you may be good at a craft, but college was like, you're going to fucking college. And now it's, you know, they're, they're literally kickstarting a career 16, 17 years old while they're finishing high school. Yeah, it's that's almost it's crazy, isn't it? It's just it's, it's just like was never heard of, and people and, are like the kids are just developing their skill sets so quickly and so refined as well, which is the craziest part. Yeah, and I think you got to take into account everyone's story is different. So, mm-hmm. like, some people will go to college, and that's how they will take their path. Some some people will be like hey, if I can do this now and get paid like a good enough salary for full-time, that's going to allow me to build this thing into where I want to when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do, do what you need to do, but don't be afraid to like take your own path. That That's kind of the main thing is 100%. what I found. Yeah. Because I know like who really wants to like go do more school? <laughs> like, like I like school, like for me, I've, I've always been a B plus like, be student like i'm not like a crazy student but i know i do my work i i try my hardest in school mm-hmm. and so for some people some people just don't like school and that's fine and like i know i don't enjoy waking up and going to class every day sometimes i want to just sit down and make a graphic but i know for me and myself i want to get my degree like that's something that i've always dreamed of accomplishing and like whether it's getting a degree getting a associates getting a bachelor's getting a master's whatever it is or even not going at all whatever whatever your story is let you tell your own path like don't let anyone deter you be be confident and be like 
hey, I'm doing this with my life and this is why I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And if it's just because you enjoy it, let it be that path because no one should be telling you otherwise how you live your life. Because I know for me, um, when I was just starting, like I got made fun of all the time. Like, I think, I think everyone, I think there's always this little phase when you're starting, when people are like, why are you doing this? Like, like, like why? Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? And it's just because you enjoy it. Let, let, let yourself love what you do because in the end all be all, you could be uh, getting paid for it and it could make basically a career out of it which is really the neat part of about what we do so mm-hmm. if you're not loving it you shouldn't be in this industry because it's like what whether you're just a regular content designer for like a marketing agency or something or you're in sports you're in this industry because you love creating and you love telling stories that that's why we're in this and if you're not loving it go find something that you do enjoy mm-hmm. that's the big thing let you like let you tell your own path like like don't be afraid to um be hiding your path or be scared to tell people your story let be be open and be honest because i think people um will understand that a lot more and be confident in it because it'll make it all that much more successful and a cop and like you'll feel a lot better about it in the end all Mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a job if you wake up and you know it doesn't even you you enjoy every single second of it 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 doesn't feel like a job. It's literally, you know, what you love and everything. You put it, you put it perfectly. I and mean, I can't even say it any better. You put it perfectly. If you love what you do, it's, it makes, makes decisions and makes that whole career so much easier to. And to, do not uh, get it wrong. I, I, I am sometimes exhausted because of <laughs> this thing. Like I, I get tired and don't be afraid to step away and go make sure you have other hobbies too. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't just be creating 24 seven and don't let your eyes strain. Like for me, Every day I need to make sure I go get a workout in, go maybe go eat some food with friends, go watch. I know we're in the sports industry, but go watch a game. Like just mm-hmm. go sit down and relax and watch the game. Don't try to be like, hey, I want to go take pictures, like things mm-hmm. like that. Like, just find, like, let this be what you love, but don't let it be your life. Mm-hmm. Because I'm struggling with that right now. Like that's the big thing, making sure you have a little bit of everything, but don't be afraid to be able to love what you do and be tired as well so Mm -hmm. have that balance love what you do but make sure you have other things that you enjoy as well Mm -hmm. yeah i love that man i love that um something i did want to talk about since we were messaging back and forth before you know the podcast happened and everything um since you do work you know within collegiate athletics i really wanted to talk about nil um Mm -hmm. obviously huge thing that happened with collegiate athletics um what was it this past summer Right. Yeah, yeah, July twenty twenty one. This past summer, um, did they recently updated it for uh, recruiting or? Yeah, so there is some changes to recruiting. So right now, um, as of when we're recording this, I believe the last change was when they did the uh, personalized videos. Okay. Into into NCAA rules and okay. recruiting. So I believe that's now where we're at currently, and it's going to only obviously further and be, um kind of developing because right now as we know the lines are incredibly blurry Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna say like i feel like there's a lot of gray area within this as you know anything relating to collegiate athletics and you know them like the athletes you know it's it's a new concept that has never really been tested um which honestly i think it was overdue 
Um, these kids oh. are putting in so much work and bringing in so much revenue for these universities. It's yeah. insane how much they were being taken advantage of. Yeah. Granted, they were getting a free, you know, most of them are on scholarship. The guys that are really pulling in the bucks are on scholarship. You know, they're the amazing athletes, so they're going to school for free. Yeah. Um, but in all honesty, the amount so of I, money so here, doesn't I'm really add up. So. <laughs> I actually disagree with you here a little bit because I believe firmly that um, women's sports right now are making the most revenue. Really? Uh, just, so, just solely based off of um, marketing capabilities because um, you see people um, like – like how who can i think of here there there's also um the other one just popped in my head so there's a lafayette volleyball player i don't know her name but she but she she makes like comedy tiktok she does a great job at building her platform to build like ads and stuff like that um the oregon basketball player i, I don't remember the top name but there's like women's basketball volleyball gymnastics they're all generating just as much if not more revenue than the men in most cases so understanding like hey it's not just like the men's side it's the women's side too and they're just as important if not more important on building their platform on social media because they right now they're obviously lacking in a lot of cases within collegiate athletics and they need more representation and in that type of stuff so being able to provide that um kind of opportunity for them to be able to make that that income through NIL is really important. And there's a ton of really good instances where you see athletes on men's and women's sides really doing that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's probably a blast designing for that. Do you, I mean, you said you developed 22 fresh is the recruiting thing. Yeah. Right, for 22 fresh was temple football recruiting. Okay. Um, so did that, it, it probably revolutionized how you guys, you know, went, went about designing and concepting and everything for this correct yeah so that was actually right before nil went to term so when we released that that was september of 2020 okay and when we were building that like we're, we're whenever i try to build like build, build like a brand it's kind of just in the idea of how can we relate to the student athlete like in the best way possible mm -hmm. like what what can a student say and or recruit think that like will let, allow them to be like, hey, this is Temple. Like this is why they're going at us in this way. And we went into the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme because mm -hmm. obviously big Philly um, type of deal. Um, we wanted to go in kind of a little bit of a different route, something that popped a little bit, as they say, as us graph designers love the pop. <laughs> so we, we went in a little bit of a different direction than most universities would. And we went with the pink and, and green um, color scheme to be able to kind of um, help with that. And at that time when I was there, um, Aiden Offer and Jake Namasek were both with us at the time who are currently both at their respective universities at Aiden's with Army and Jake's over at Oregon State kill and they're both killing it right now doing what they're doing and um, kind of just allowing us to be able to take that next step into what our plan was um, to generate the most uh, unique looking concept in college football mm -hmm. and regardless if we um, people loved it or not um, I know we were very um, looking forward to just innovating because being different is like what we try to strive on a day-to-day -day basis. How can you set yourself apart? And being in Philadelphia, there's a ton of ways to go about that. So I know we were very excited about 
hey, let's try this. Like, mm-hmm. because regardless of just whether it's on brand or not, making it Temple and making it based on Philadelphia as the only Philadelphia school was really important when we were going out about this and being able to provide that was really important. So when we did this, we were very excited because it, to us, it's green Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, whether it's your city, whether it's the history of the school, whether it's history of, of anything involving your program, you should, you should be incorporating that as much as possible. So when we built the brand, we, we, we pretty much believe we hit on all aspects of that mark. So we were very, very proud of that when we did that. Mm-hmm. So how much from, I guess, a general recruitment standpoint, um, whether you've seen this or not, but how much do you think personalizing, you know, everything on the recruitment side aids in bringing players in? Um, I think it depends. Yeah. Um, it depends on the piece. It depends on what you're trying to attack. It depends on the recruit. Um, I think it's just having an even balance, um, being able to hit the recruit in all aspects and just generalized content is important as a whole. Um, being able to allow them to see not only themselves, but see, but put them in the shoes of the university is the biggest part. So like, how can they fit as a student here at Temple? And how can they take that degree that they're going to earn when they come to the university and take that to the next level or develop their brand now, especially specifically with NIL, how can they take their brand? How can they develop themselves here? So when they graduate, they can take them into the next step of their life, whether that's the NFL, whether that's the WNBA, the NBA, MLS, whatever it is, um, you can take that and you can build your brand to take it to the next step, which I think um, you're going to see a lot of that more and more as we go, especially, especially with the next uh, signing day, uh, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, so the thing I usually like to end on, um, no pun intended, but I like to ask the guests what their process is, what their creative process is in general, um, whether it's personal or whether it's working, you know, with what they do. Um, so you can do from whatever perspective you want to do, or you can do both. But, um, I think sharing a process and sharing your creative process, um, only benefits the people listening, especially, you know, establishing that whole routine or that whole method of like method to your madness almost. That's what I like to say is super tough as a designer and getting into that, you know, starting out and getting into that, finding how you operate was probably one of the biggest journeys I went on as a designer. So, um, pick whatever scenario you want, whether it's working with temple or whether it's working with J1S, whatever you want to do. Um, just kind of share from like start to finish. What what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah. So basically, um, the first thing I try to do is, um, find what story I'm trying to tell. So whether it's putting a lot of motion into a graphic, whether it's a milestone, whether it's just a generic green graphic, whether it's player of the week, whether what whatever it is you want to make sure you understand going into it what vibe you're trying to set and then from there obviously i focus in on a photo telling that story being able to because without good photography you're not being able to go into that next step of being able to create a good uh piece of content because Mm -hmm. without photos you're not really doing anything besides really just putting some typography down on paper um at that point, then you focus in on typography, making sure you're telling the story in the most unique and bold way possible, because that's where you're really making your bread and butter. That's where that's where the meat and potatoes of what you're telling <laughs> the story of. That's where you're kind of pulling that in. So being able to understand, hey, yeah, I have to do this effectively, and that's where people will be a intern, and that's where people will be a director. 
So learning that that's, that's where pretty much you're trying to learn there is those three steps and kind of learning those, those first three big things. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just, uh, you're, I kind of call it like describing as a big sandwich or like burger mm-hmm. in a way, because you're, you're putting layers and layers of flavor on top of something and building that um, into what whatever masterpiece you want. So um, whether it's adding shadows and lighting or whether it's adding um, textures or anything like that, that's where you add that stuff. But the meat and potatoes of a really good design is involved um, with the photo, the vibe and the typography. So you, you want to tell those first three, first three thirds and, First three things first, I apologize. And then <laughs> adding extra layers and effects and styles to make your own thing to be able to um, take your um, your just normal generic graphic and turn it into a masterpiece. Awesome. Awesome. I, lo- I love hearing that. I love different perspectives on things. And I love hearing how people attack, you know, graphics yeah. and um, concepts different ways. So that was – I loved hearing that. I really did. Um, but – It'd be weird calling you Anthony. I almost called you Anthony. But anyways, Getz, it was awesome having you on, my man. Um, It took us a while to kind of set a date in stone. It was awesome to kind of, you know, set something in stone and do it and finally get it over with. Um, Super grateful that you took time out of your day to come on here. Um, And, uh, and yeah, do you have anything that you want to send the people off with? Yeah. um, So thank you for having me on. It was a a blast to uh, be here. Basically, for me, um, enjoy yourself, love what you do, control the controllables, whether it's good or bad. And um, especially it's the holiday season right now. So I kind of wanted to throw this token out there. Um, If you want to go really make an impact, um, go feel free, donate something, go donate. um, People are in need, especially in this time of year, go feel free to donate to a charity, go find something that you're passionate about, go find and go help out especially during this time of year. Let's all help each other at this point. So, yeah. So just want to throw that out there. Yeah. So like I said, Jared, I appreciate you um, inviting me on and taking um, time to talk to me. It was a pleasure. And uh, I had a blast doing this. It was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was awesome. It's a lot of fun always. Um, but anyways, guys, this has been episode 17 of the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. I hope you guys have a great, great rest of your day, night, morning, whatever, weekend, um, and make sure – you tell someone that you love them. All right, take it easy. Peace.